0: Mm, mm, mm. We're trying it out like everybody else podcasting over the internet uh this is fly over territory back for season two episode who knows at this point but uh i'm your co-host woody and with me as always co-host dave how we doing
1: i hope you're able to get at least some faint echo of that ham scan being opened up here on uh live podcasting uh radio yeah definitely we uh recording if, if, audio
0: yeah audio recording if not i can always just edit in the uh sounding of my own might have to go through six or seven uh attempts at it before we uh, we find the perfect one but uh we'll we'll figure it out but yeah how are we, uh, how are we feeling
1: I, I know for sure that this is our first podcast of the 2020 actual mlb season here on august 9th um of the incredible year that is 2020 so we're we're, we're doing good here uh on my end we're up in the north woods of wisconsin um, Within our family bubble, and you know, just trying to uh, remind myself that the twins are 10 and 6, which is, I believe, we just checked. Only the Oakland Athletics have a better record than they do. Um, we're first in the Central. Uh, there is what almost one sixth slash one fifth of the way through the season, almost, and um, that's a good thing that they're playing baseball and we have a winning record and. You know, I just take, I think my thing Woody all summer long now has become like just taking one day at a time and just trying to be very grateful that the twins are on and not get too upset when Berrios gives up two runs to the Royals in the first inning and then our offense can't come up with two runs uh, ourselves. So yeah, uh, uh, we're okay. We're okay. We're we're surviving. I don't think uh, thriving is a term used too much these days, so. We'll stick with just surviving here in, in central Wisconsin somewhere.
0: Uh, in, the, in the words of the great Jim Valvano, uh, it's just about surviving in advance. Um, un- unfortunately, we're actually over, if my mental math serves me right, we're over a fourth the way done with the season. Um,
1: that could very well be correct, right?
0: Yeah, 15 games. Is the games. The, yep. Yeah, 15 is the quarter mark. So this would be like mid-May-ish right now. Um,
1: which would be an important time to check in and really know where your team's at. Which I think we can provide some great commentary on that. God damn it, Joe uh, Barrios.
0: Yeah, no, it's uh, it, it's funny. We were talking before we, uh, before we jumped on here about we uh, we were gonna originally do this on Thursday, and today being August ninth, uh, how different our tone would have been about two, three weeks <laughs> into the season, of just again we feeling great, you know. Tough, uh, tough walk-off loss against the Pirates. But, you know, we, we, we really took it to them for the most part. It's not like we weren't generating runs. You know, good for them for, for figuring something out for one of their three wins on the year. Um, but then all of a sudden, apparently, playing in Kansas City uh, in August is still a thing. And we just couldn't figure it out. And I'm not going to lie, I was mostly just score-checking this entire series because I just assumed this was going to be a three-game sweep. And I was uh, incredibly wrong. So, uh, as probably someone who watched more of it or listened to more of it, what uh, what are your big takeaways? As we're at ten and six, but really should be, you know, what thirteen, thirteen and three.
1: I think it really it, it should be that eleven and five, no matter what. Sure. It was a tough, sure. tough loss against Pittsburgh, from what I recall, was like it was just bleeding singles and bloops that got us in a tough spot, and they elected for Rogers to throw two whoever got the, if, if not the walk-off, they, I think he got one strikeout. They had runners on first and third. And instead of walking to load the bases, they elected to pitch to the the Pittsburgh dude. And he got another, like a bleeder up the, up the middle infield to score the run. So uh, that one was tough, but it also seemed like it was one of those losses where like, okay, that's fine. It's a good loss to kind of check ourselves. So we're we're not invincible and like brings us back down to earth. I, did not think that that trajectory was going to lead us uh, to where we're at right now. Uh, Friday night, I was listening to the game that we would be able to uh, eventually pull that off against a Royals bullpen, which up to that point, if I remember correctly, had been the most utilized bullpen to date. And as uh, Corey Provis and Dan Gladden alluded to, like, twins are going to be fine once we get to the pen. Well didn't turn out that way all series long here in Kansas city. And I, I, I got into two, uh, Salvador Perez is very good. Uh, Soler hit two bombs yesterday. Whit Merrifield is on base every single time he gets up. I feel like he and Tim Anderson and Timmy's on the 10 day IL are like two of my favorite non twins central Players. And I feel like Merrifield is just one of those guys that's now going to pick up the reins from uh, Alex Gordon and do the Twins dirty at every single chance that he can. And I think Gordon did make another uh, running grab to cut a Twins uh, rally short today. So I I was listening to a lot of these um, either out on the dock here or inside and I think I might have been a little short with my mother-in-law and kind of, she was like, well, the twins win. I'm like, well, no, they're losing right now. I don't want to talk about it. And then realize like, good Lord, man, it's not that big of a deal, but it still hurts. It still stings. Uh, We go to Milwaukee next, I believe. Um,
0: I believe so. Yeah.
1: So it it, it just, it's, it's a 10 and six ball club that had, been firing on all cylinders, getting huge starts from Kenta, from Rich, from Homer. Uh, Everybody it asked to kind of stepped up, and then the offense kind of picked up where it left off in those first um, 10, 12 games. And these last four have kind of – it's felt like we've made some big regressions on every single level. And I know uh, Barrios only gave up three today, or if not three, two. But it was just that that we surrendered early leads and I know we hadn't lost if we had scored first up to the series or or that game in Pittsburgh. Um, So it just seemed like we took a couple of regressions that the twins did in terms of the starting pitching, the outings they were getting, and then production. And the bullpen um, seemed to either not be in spots to contribute as they had earlier or give up that walk off and had another couple, just rough couple innings. So it is disheartening. I think is the is the most important kind of phrase, but I think it needs to be checked. With let's glance around. Let's keep in mind that how many teams make the playoffs? Uh, that we just kind of got to get through this, and that's what Rocco's job is to is to redial this as we roll into the next series.
0: No, I think yeah, I think you kind of hit the the nail on the head there. Um, I'm going with a new new uh, take on the season this year for 2020. Uh, I'm I'm very uh, optimistic. Uh, no more pessimistic Woody. It's optimistic Woody twenty twenty, um, because you know for this year, just in general with the world, we we probably probably have enough pessimism going on, going around. So I don't know if I need to add to that. Nor do I have anything to. Uh, that,
1: that was like I, I keep checking myself, being like, this is this is fantastic. Like it, it's so awesome to be able to like just turn the, the game on and at any level of engagement, it's it's just this nice, warm, fuzzy feeling of being like, well. The dazzle man and Corey are talking, and that's that's a victory into itself. Whether they're in about a six-run lead fueled by a Buxton home run, which he did hit three in the last four games, uh, or we're down by one and we can't string together two hits to save our lives, it's like the most important part here is that the Twins are playing baseball. Many other teams across Major League are, hopefully, they're being safe and that we'll be able to get this thing to two sixth of the way to the halfway mark and all that matters is that they're playing tomorrow i feel so i i, I fully endorse and encourage and will take heart in your positivity uh in this in this stretch plus it helps that we're in first place too so
0: exactly and i think there's in terms of great regular season parallels, because obviously the postseason parallels are probably nowhere to be found in, in anywhere with this year with 16 teams making it and who knows how that's going to go. And, you know, we'll talk a little bit later about my, uh, my, my general feeling of how that's going to go, uh, in terms of setup. But, uh, last year on strange enough, this is one of those weird things, right? Uh, August 6th through August 9th, was the only four-game losing streak the Twins had all season last year? This year, our four-game losing streak comes August sixth through August 9th. So maybe we should really just push going forward to never play a baseball game August sixth <laughs> through August 9th in any future season, and we'll be fine. Um, Did those games come in Kansas City as well, or no? They're all home games. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was. It was uh, keep yeah. in
1: mind, we were this this Twins team was road warriors last year. What they won. 40 games? was it something ridiculous that were 60 games on the road or something like that? We're like 60 and 25 on the road.
0: Uh, uh, yeah, it was like oddly weird that like we didn't like playing in target field, but I remember that part of it last year where, um, yeah, no, it, it road warriors last year, this year, it's just so strange because they're trying to like balance out the, the home and away games in a weird way where like we have nine, I think in a row. I mean, that's like having, You know, and I I get the percentage thing and statistics don't always work perfectly. But I mean, if you have nine what, about one sixth of your season just on the road, and that's like Spurs road trip for like the the rodeo kind of thing in the NBA, where it's just, it's a weird thing. But um, no, we, uh, you know, we're we're 10 and six. I believe math tells me slash the standings uh, says that that puts us at like a 60 year, 625 win percentage, which is exactly what we were last year. 101 games that's pretty much exactly what you get for 625 so there's there's a lot of positive signs here um and honestly too we probably were playing a little too hot uh out of the stretch there and maybe just caught some teams in like a weird start of the season as well so this might be kind of a comeback to the average (laughs) yeah yeah we'll play pittsburgh uh (laughs) we got lucky that cleveland's bats are just like non-existent for some reason that week um, only had to play two games against St. Louis and didn't have to play that third, which would have probably inevitably given us COVID and shut our entire team down. Mm-hmm. Like there was a lot of luck that went in those first thirteen, 12, 13 games, and so maybe this is just kind of like a comeback down to earth kind of moment. Yeah,
1: and that's and that's again, I I have a I have positive uh, <clears throat> sentiments about Rocco being able to kind of turn this thing around, or at least be like, all right, here's where we're at. He just he seems to be that's kind of his personality. Mm -hmm. And if, if we're putting a lot of this on Rocco, it'd be really interesting to be on the inside and, and get to know a little bit more about how the clubhouse is structured in a, in a weird season like this and who, who you're going to, to get that messaging. But it certainly seems from an outside press perspective that Rocco is, you know, he's speaking to not only how they're playing on the field, but how they're approaching all of this, you know, their protocols that they have in place. I'm sure the front office is a lot more involved maybe on a day-to-day daily operation, it, it just makes sense than then they had or would have to be on like a player management level in the past. But let's, I, I, again, feeding off that positivity, like Rocco, get these guys back in. Let's, uh, let's kind of bear down, see where the bats are at, and try to get uh, some quality starts, get some run support, and then turn it over to a bullpen, which really has been everything you could possibly want from from a team um i mean where to start with with this club's rogers i thought was even in the loss the blown save that he had he still looked like he's he is ferocious duffy does nothing but throw the ball over the plate and get ahead of people and get people out and that's it's roger rogers duffy may romo i mean it's 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 a fun group to kind of turn the ball over to i think there's You know, station might be the weaker link right there in that in those bridge moments but if if they can get those quality starts get five plus innings and keep opponents to under four and the bats are there should be then you've really got a strong bullpen to to really carry you through a short season hopefully that was the recipe for success those those first couple weeks was get five and a third from rich hill and let the bullpen carry it the rest of the way, which which worked out really well. Um, and we'll, we'll see how sustainable that is, or if you need to find kind of like another formula for that.
0: Yeah, no, I think uh, I know. I don't know if it happened already or not. I, I'm very bad at keeping track of these like weird random rules they put in for the, like the start of the season. But I know we have to send a couple guys down. Either we already did, or it's coming soon. Uh, and then we have another wave, another couple guys. But I think the other like unspoken thing about this bullpen, obviously, you got the guys like Rogers, Romo, Clippard, Duffy may that like on the back end innings, you know, well lately been innings like six through nine have been really solid. You know, Rogers has only given up two runs this year. So it's not like he's been like getting lit up. It's just, he just, the timeliness of the one of them was just kind of unfortunate, but it's also guys like Smeltzer, Thorpe, Dobnak yeah. where it, we've had two starters now that have just been like, can't go. And to have guys that yeah. have been able to step in, especially when yeah. it was early in the year with Oderizzi out just out of nowhere and then Hill can't move his startup to like just be there and be serviceable and be not a guy, a guy that won't lose you the game. I think that speaks a ton to like just the depth of this bullpen, even though the names aren't, you know, like Royals in 2015 or Yankees in whatever you're, you know, 17 or 18 or whatever, where like, you have just power arm after power arm. You got this weird depth where it's like, listen, we're, we're kind of good to go for every scenario. And that's something that I feel like is so rare in, 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 major league baseball these days. And that might even be a
1: greater strength this season too. Like all of a sudden it's, it's great to have Smeltzer, Dobnack, all of these guys kind of just around with some experience and being able to, like I said, plug them in in these spot starts and give you two innings, three innings. Um, I think this, this entire rotation in this last week, that, that question mark looms a lot larger for, okay, 2020 is what it is. Like your position to, to be a part of the postseason season and high probabilities and, and as eight teams being in like, great, but also maybe do some damage and just see what happens. 2021 for me is still kind of out there, but it's, it's close enough in terms of that's when we might have a full season. And you've got a lot of issues or, not a lot of issues but there there definitely needs to be something added to this rotation to carry you and to really bring to that next level um, if we're setting aside 2020 and looking at like 2019 um, and looking at a full season kind of thing so i i i think we can we can delve a little bit deeper into 2020 but 2021 and starting pitching might be my 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 biggest what if or question mark for this for this twins club
0: oh yeah as we kind of yeah kind of step away from from this year where there's the whole year is just going to be looked on. When you look at the history of baseball, a hundred years from now, a statistical anomaly, a season. So it's just a weird thing to begin with. If you're trying to make any kind of like plans or anything based off this in terms of success on the field this year uh, it's, it's going to be tough, but yeah, you like you mentioned, looking towards 2021 with starting pitching, we got really like three guys that are penciled in. Right. I mean, Barrios, you assume. Maeda, if you trade for him, you assume. I, I believe Odorizzi going to be a free agent this year. Yes, um, yes, he is. So, do you sit there and like, okay, he's already hurt, which is of course a classic like Minnesota sports thing of, hey, we have this free agent that we have on our team now, and we could probably lock him up, <clears throat> and we're willing to overpay for him. Oh, he hurt in his contract year, and now we don't really know. Are we? He's going to cost. Well, now we don't know with 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 you know, pandemic stuff, but before that he was going to cost 20 million a year. And so now it's weird to think Rich Haley's 40. What are you going to do there? Do you like the younger guys you have underneath? I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's one of those things this year where I'm kind of glad that everything feels so rushed in a way that I almost don't have time to sit here and pick apart in the dog days of summer in like June and July and August of, well, what, how are we sending ourselves up for 2021 and, and whatnot? It's more like, No, just get a top eight spot and trust this lineup that has power bats up and down. I mean, Buxton looking like if this is 162 games, all of a sudden he might be a 30 (laughs) homer and plus guy too. Um, That's crazy. Would you you
1: say like how hot we were to begin the season? And now like we're we're in the, we've hit this uh, obviously early low point so far. And all of a sudden, Buxton's like positive storyline is is enough good news to like carry every single Twins fan through this three game stretch. They're like, "Yeah, we lost three games, but Buxton is seven for sixteen. He's got three home runs. He's flying around the base paths. He scored again today, so he's
0: not he's not getting hurt." Um, Arise like, had a nice little uh, uh, at least one hit today too. So yeah, was, uh, I was was also like going to our, our uh, well known at this point baseball uh, card uh let's call it a habit for now uh addiction is probably still a bit too strong <clears throat> um, we'll, we'll leave
1: that for uh, other family members to really question whether it's a habit or something other
0: that's fair uh i was weirdly getting kind of excited that Arias was slumping because maybe i could mm-hmm. jump back in and, and, and pick up a, a nice first bowman auto but uh I, I just don't think it's gonna happen i think i missed a chance uh, so you, I think we, and I love this because I'd
1: love to work in a little bit more about baseball cards and trading cards in general, which is a crazy market, right? Um, and the money that is being, especially basketball, like any dude goes off for more than twenty points, all of a sudden his Prism Base <laughs> Panini uh, rookie card just goes exploding. I try, I, I try to hold off on this ride as much as possible, but I can't help myself. It's either at like softball or here with the family, like forcing my brother-in-law to hear me tell about like how our good our good friend and cousin beloved scotty like invested 80 bucks in a tiger rookie card back in march and now it's 450 on ebay uh and i, I can't ever tell if anybody's just like okay like you're talking about baseball cards and i didn't even know they made golf cards but like there's it's it's i find i found a couple other articles out there that people are paying attention to exporting cards and it's made this little bit of a renaissance which i absolutely love unfortunately it's a little pricey uh for for my likes and i was the guy that bought like four mitch garver base rookie cards on auction for like two bucks i think i shared i shared with you and scott this whereas you guys are looking for a rise first autos color for bowman here i am like picking up the 2018 tops heritage just base card from some, some schmuck uh for three bucks total for like two of them but that investment has
0: not paid off so far with our <laughs> slow start. It's 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 been rough to watch. It's uh he, yeah. You know, it's unfortunate for Mitch because you know his rookie card, I believe, is his first Bowman card. Now we're getting a little maybe uh. Maybe past past the point of uh, well, he, well he, he's no got that uh, the the sapphire from twenty eighteen is his yeah. first. Yeah, is his rookie card. I don't know. If, I don't know if he has a Bowman out there. I have to check. I have not found a first Bowman from like any of his draft years. It's been it's been super tough. I don't know. I I, I might do one more deep dive into it, but uh, but yeah, no, it's Garver, That's for our other podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Yeah. No. No. I I think Garver's been a dis. I mean, it's so tough. Like I I want to say disappointments. But again, played games. games. Yeah, he it's he's played specifically only ten games. So you know he's out for six of them. He's played about half, roughly, right, a little little more, little more than that. It's so tough to and, and again optimistic twenty twenty Woody here. It's tough to tell tell me that hey this is a weird season starting in the middle of the year <clears throat> that negative like starts are going to be a true reflection of what they're actually going to do this year. On the other hand, I'm all for if a guy gets off to a hot start, a la Nelson Cruz, to just assume that's what he's going to keep doing. Yep. Um, which, again, 16 games. weird, Weirdly like kind of nice number to start, because it's basically 10% of a, of a full season, 162. If we were to translate his stat line out, he's batting six, 361 right now. He's slugging 607. He would end up with 40 <laughs> home runs, 160 RBI, uh, zero triples, unfortunately. But he, he would have, again, a season where last year I felt he got dogged in terms of consideration for the MVP uh, based on him only playing like 120 games. But if you look at that stat line and you would have put it out to like 155, 160 games, he would have, he would have been the runaway MVP. So he's a guy for me where uh, I, I wish I had more confidence in the, the Minnesota sports teams on a professional level. I would have put an MVP uh, bet in for him at probably some really juicy odds at the beginning of the year.
1: He is, at this point in time, you do whatever you can to get him back in uh, a Twins jersey for 2021. Yeah. And again, I, I, I feel like in, we, in leading up to the conversation here, I feel like I prefaced it all being like, I want to talk about 2021 just because I don't know about 2020. None of us do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I'm going to take your point to being like, let's be positive and let's stick on 2020 in a winning club. And
0: Nelson Cruz is the best player on the Twins team, easily, easily, easily. Okay, especially I, I, especially with all thirty teams now using a DH, mm-hmm. where you can't like argue. Oh, position, it doesn't matter. He's going to play every game he plays in, and there's not going to be any inner league. Oh, can't play because you can't put him in the outfield. He's by far the most valuable player on our team right now, and our best player.
1: Okay, because I was I was uh, through those first ten games prior to the um, Pittsburgh loss, and even maybe after us, still like Rogers might be actually the best player. And that's not best best player, not as an everyday player, but like just like he is a number one closer in baseball, a number one back end bullpen, whatever you want to call him. He just looked filthy. He looked unhittable, and I was like, damn, he is incredible. And then I was like, well, Nelson is also, and I, I know there's a lot of Kepler love out there, too, but like Nelson is undeniably, emphatically the most important player on this Twins team. I would love if other guys like Mitch, for example, started playing like he did last year, where he had 31 bombs in 102 games. But Nelson's got some broad shoulders, and he's been able to carry us through some of those early games too. Were all Nelson, so we're we're just kind of like see if we can get some of that that moxie flowing for the other guys. Um, I think Polanco's still putting up like really decent numbers. All he does is get pitches and at bats. So I, I I think there's a lot of that. This season's funky. It's weird let's see how it plays out. Let's let those big dogs kind of carry you and just see where you end up. So I, I, I I love that this season can be kind of that fun. Just like, we'll just be thankful they're playing every day. We'll see where we get the bullpen has got some power. The lineup has the power. We know it as from last year, and we've seen glimpses of it. And like you said, let's just, let's just get to the end and, Hopefully, we get to the end and see where where, where the chips kind of fall. In that case,
0: yeah. Uh, speaking of the end, uh, what's your what's your feel of, of are we going to finish the season? Well, how is the playoffs going to look? I don't know. However, you want to you know approach that part, but how are we going to finish this thing? As yeah, the general right idea. right on the heels of of saying like just be thankful they're playing baseball every day. And we talked about
1: this too. Uh, the Cardinals have played five games. Um, the Twins have played a grand total of uh, 16, 16 yeah. games. Um, how in the world do the Cardinals catch up to everybody? Is that possible? And I, while that one really kind of gnaws at me because it's lingered and I don't think it's getting a lot of traction or talk, there is some hope for me in saying like, well, the Marlins royally messed up and they will pretty much catch up at least to some like kind of a sustainable uh, manner now i mean
0: they're playing a bunch of games did they play two again today I, I believe so and and to be fair like they've only played one less game now than the nationals and they played the same amount of games as the phillies so three out of the five teams in the nl east have basically played the same amount of games
1: there is so there's this like there's a path forward through this. it looked really challenging to finish this when that news was coming back to back weeks um but still is just this lingering, like, I think that's the elephant in the room that everybody sees basically has their hand on, but still refuses to talk about. And that's okay because that's kind of like the Cardinals got to figure it out with major league baseball. The rest of us are going to go about our business and just enjoy being able to play and hopefully doing this safely. Um, So I guess I, I, I feel I'm torn. I'm of two minds. I'm kind of, I want to believe that they're going to finish this season. And I also realize like there are, and it's it's kind of like if another blip hits where one or two teams are getting some positives, like it's, it's really hard to see it happening from there. Um, you and I discussed off air that the big 10 pretty much going to make the decision to move that football season back to um, the spring. And it just, it seems that would be the odds I'd give odds or I would, that would be the smart bet to say like, there's no way they finish this, but I also want to give some space to recognize that they've been able to get these games in, get those teams caught up and you know that it might happen. And really, honestly, that's out of my control. So I'm just going to sit back and damn it. I'm going to enjoy those, uh, those games that are on and dream about Nelson being an MVP. So that that's where I'm at. I, I how are you, how are you feeling about that? Cause that was what I was really interested in was getting your thoughts on are they gonna be able to pull this off or what are we all doing here
0: <laughs> yeah I think uh, when I look at it I I think the regular season for the most part is pretty safe barring the random like small collection of teams that aren't concentrated in one part of like the like division wise that just start getting like enough positive tests that keep stringing out where they gotta like like the Cardinals um luckily for them it happened right away if this happens at like the middle or near the end of the year I think they just call it for him and say listen you've got to shut it down and if you get back in time we'll try to play as many seven game double headers as we can but that's not a great solution either especially at the end of the year my guess is we're going to get to a point where they're just going to say you know what it sucks this season kind of is pretty much you know as unorganized as it's ever going to be, we're just going to get to the last day of the season, and wherever you're at, you're at. And if you've played an X amount of games, like if you've played 40 games this year, then its winning percentage we will figure it out. But if you played less than that, sorry, like you just got to be out of it, and it's it's just what it is. You know, people get injuries, and you know Tommy John because they threw a curveball one time, and and before that curveball went to happen. So I think people have lost seasons like that before on a whim. Um, it I don't know about the first round. But it, there's, there's no way I think that this World Series happens without a bubble. So I think – and I'm kind of trying to figure out how it times up with the NBA. The NBA playoffs will be done mid-October. That would be a great kind of like transition of, hey, let's just take over for the, where the NBA was. Let's build a couple baseball fields and let's just do bubble – it might not be all 16 teams, although the NBA is doing 22. Maybe it's the last eight and we just bubble them down there and – we're just good to go or, you know, or put them in Orlando where the MLS will be done. Now I think they actually are done on Tuesday. So that makes more sense. Bubbling 30 teams that that's tough. I totally get that for a whole year. The NBA had the, you know, and the NHL had the benefit of it being the end of the year, basically. But uh, I, I don't see, I know you're supposed to like play at home, but that still means if you, you know, advance in the round of the quarterfinals to the semifinals, you still got to go travel then to that team. Um, and there's no fans anyway, so I I think we're gonna finish. I think there's gonna be a World Series, uh, barring any strange. And then you, all, yeah, you know, half the teams in you know MLB are cold weather teams too. You just don't know what's gonna happen when it gets cold again either. Um, it it's it's you know there's so much unknown to it all, and I think that yep. the bubbles for the MLS and the M- and the NBA has worked so well, and the NHL that you you'd really be tough it'd be really tough to convince me that that's not a good idea for major league baseball in their playoffs. Yeah. And that's it again,
1: projecting right away, right ahead to 2021. You're kind of like, I feel like there's so many lessons that are being learned in major league baseball has had to learn these the hardest way these first couple of weeks, but that, that sets the NFL up pretty damn well. That sets up all sports kind of how are we going to reset and and do this all over again in 2021? Which which man, it's it's August 9th. We're 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 here in Minnesota and Wisconsin. We're dealing with fallish weather. It's it's been crazy. It's been this yeah. kind of like tap on the shoulder, and I still feel like I'm in April May mode because baseball's just started, but. And I've also lost track of time, but that's another issue altogether. (laughs) But I feel like we're still like early days and that part of that's just because baseball just started again. So I feel like my calendars are all shifted, but my point being that baseball has had to figure out some really tough lessons and don't think they've done the best job of it, but they're still here and they're still playing. And it seems to me like the owners and the players um, have been able to kind of surf these two massive waves. Um, I don't know if it's like a massive third set right behind all this, which is just going to wipe all of this clean. But I mean, they're still afloat. They're still moving towards the shore, so to say, um, in, a, in a possible postseason. So I, I, I could see it happening. I could very well, you know, if, if something changes in this, in this national setting, like we've been told from the very get-go, With fall, absolutely. But I I like this idea of a bubble for the playoffs. Um, Part of it's just like let's just make sure 2020 can happen, like you said, to whatever extent we can. Um, uh, For for the for the sake of the game, kind of thinking about it, like trying to get this thing done, build up some momentum to do the thing right in 2021, and hopefully along those paths, the you know, the other thing that nobody's really talking about is collective bargaining and baseball's future. So hopefully like through this, all players, owners and major league baseball can kind of figure out that they need each other and they can maybe work to figure out some real nasty stuff, which we saw bubble up at the beginning of the season and trying to figure out how to play this season. I think that was, you know, a lot of people are saying that's the precursor to what the next collective bargaining impasse is going to be like these two sides so far off in so many different ways. And it seemed like a minor miracle that we got this season. So I, I'm, I'm kind of hopeful that we can figure something out and these two sides can get closer and closer and use the lessons of 2020 to, uh, to get 2021 and 2022
0: actual happen. Cause God damn it. It's, it's nice to have baseball. No, for sure. I think the, the concern I have is just exactly what you said was when they were trying to negotiate this out, just the, the amount of like just distrust between the two, really what it felt like was distrust where the players just felt like the owners were just trying to screw them over again. And historically, that's just kind of how it's gone, um, which doesn't look good when you look at the other leagues compared to kind of, you know, you think of professional sports were all generally probably in the same area in the 80s and early 90s, and then certain yeah. leagues just kind of pulled away. And baseball is one of the last ones to do it now with with what they're heading into and yeah, it's great to think of, Hey, you know, we're, we're in first place in the AL central in 2020, we're probably going to make the playoffs just because so many teams make it right. Um, And then 2021, we have a lot of, you know, younger guys that we can still bring back and it's looking decent, but yeah, once you get beyond that, you start looking at, you know, some of these situations where you have a lot of owners that just for whatever reason uh, really just don't want to give up anything in negotiations and we've yeah. seen now Manfred not really handle that communication in an interaction back and forth really well. Uh, granted there was different, you know, parameters and a kind of a different setting this year, trying to get on the field, but like it shouldn't have been that hard. Um, it shouldn't have been that many, just total, just like BS proposals going back and forth of them. Just knowing we're literally offering this so that ESPN can write a headline. Um, and there's no, like, actual anything to it. Uh, but, yeah, I think if anything to take away from it, they at least got to the understanding that baseball is better than no baseball um, yeah. and that hopefully some of that stuff can figure itself out. You know, I, who knows? But it's, uh, 2022 is going to be a really scary year in terms of whether or not we have another – I believe it was, what, 94 was the last baseball strike? And that happened yep. – they canceled the season. This time they won't even have a season. It, it just, it'll just be done. It'd be kind of like the NHL lockout. Um, and, and the NHL, I don't think really ever recovered from that. I think they're kind of now, you know, third fiddle at best, probably four, honestly, college football and college four. basketball are bigger than them. So yeah.
1: there, which would, you could safe. make an argument. Those two are bigger than baseball too.
0: Yeah. Probably so, at this
1: point. And, and it, just because I think, I think you and I are in kind of like a little bit of a bubble. I think, um, uh, you might have a better understanding of that larger picture than than I do, uh, being being a baseball bobo through and through. I just I love this idea. It's it's easy in hindsight to kind of look back and be like, baseball really had a golden opportunity, being the first sport back, kind of be able to be this sign of American recovery. We're making our way back to normal, and what got in its way was itself. In um, in they're allowed a little bit of grace here with it being COVID and like special considerations for that. But it's, it, it paints a grim picture going forward and really it's too bad. I think there's a lot of like, there's a lot of intriguing parts to baseball right now. I, I think of the Braves and the Kuna and, you know, the twins don't have like a name like that, that could lead this game, but damn, you got to hand it to the judge and the Yankees. Like there are some star power players out there Um that that can carry this game young players that are like making impacts now that are fun to watch and in some teams that 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 are compelling so they they have a decent product and i think they've made fits and starts towards making some adjustments to the game itself Uh, not that i love the idea of a dh in both leagues but like it's it's time, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, trying to control these game lengths, but it, it really is they're up against a lot for that that future and the future of the sport is
0: is uh, it's like you said scary. Yeah, for sure. And and the thing too that like you know, Grant, we still get to have the season in air quotes, right? But like this was gonna be twenty twenty was was lining itself up to be one of maybe you know who knows, right? But like if everything kind of plays out to 85, 90, 95% of its potential, one of the better in terms of greatest seasons of all time kind of thing, like it was lining itself up to be a just war of the world's world series of Yankees versus Dodgers It was lined up to have a bunch of young stars just burst out on the scene of guys, you know, Pete Alonzo was, you know, kind of like that. There's going to be a couple other guys where it's just like you have these, these players that are, you can see who's going to be for the 2020s. Tatis has
1: eight home runs as well yeah,
0: already. Exactly, he's like <laughs> everyone kind of got a glimpse of it last year when he went down, and it's like he's played half a season. And if we double his stats, blah blah blah, whatever. And everyone's like, "Well, it's a rookie." And, and you know, those who felt like they're on, in, you know, in the know and in, in our on on the Tatis band, ah. um, were like. This dude's for real. And exactly. So Tatis blows up. Um, you think of the Dodgers and Mookie and, and that, that, that lineup <laughs> is absolutely loaded. Uh, the Angels finally have some competency at the manager spot and they get well, Rendon. Well, 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 uh, you know, maybe not some, maybe more than what they've had for the last decade. Um, but, you know, it Trout's entering his age 29 year who looks like he's tearing it up. Um, it was just going to be one of those years I felt like kind of like a 98, more about team success and, you know, players blowing up, less about are we going to get 70 homers? But it was one of those yeah. feels of it was going to be a really wow. special year. And it still could, but it's just going to always kind of feel like there's still an element of what if we played 162.
1: The, the greatest part about like what that, that, they're even like, yes, there's a what if, but there's a what if over everything. So like yeah. to the best of our abilities, we got a 2020 season going on and it's still rife with storylines. Maybe the biggest one of the one of the things that's missing the most and another colossal misstep in my opinion was the handling of the Astros um, oh, yeah. Red Sox cheating and you to not have the public trial or the the trial in the court of public opinions and being able to play these games pretty much behind closed doors takes away from the fact that I felt that the Astros walking into any park across the nation getting booed out of the park for the first inning and a half would have been the greatest thing ever and that that's like kind of a dark kind of uh you know wanting something morbid to happen but and i'm not for these guys getting plunked i'm more for them to have it like every single time el tuve stepped up just getting booed all season long it is so great like they're like baseball you screwed the pooch manfred like good god and they just suspended joe um uh dodgers pitcher who threw at and then struck out springer yeah joe kelly yep joe kelly for eight games which is paramount to a extrapolate that out and like a massive sentencing while providing no tangible punishment for the entire astros and red Sox. let's not forget um teams so there was there was that and i think that's like one of those those the storylines that if we're extrapolating this out for like a full 2020 would have been this this we all knew that the Dodgers were going to end up against Garrett Cole and the Yankees, and it was going to be shit. I'd, I'd watch it and pull for the Dodgers for the first time ever. Um, we're, we're missing some things, and I, I don't know if those are going to be around in 2021 as well because there's probably still going to be some pent up rage against the Astros. I just just really wanted to work in a let's uh, let's boo Altuve a bit here. But
0: who uh, just, who do you put the most? I don't know if it's blame, but like onus on, like if you said if you had to say the one guy on the Astros I hate the most out of this, who is it? Is it Altuve for you? It's Altuve, yeah. Okay, and it's mostly just it's that's
1: solely focused on that one video of him running towards home plate, covering up the wire. Yeah, yeah. Um, I hope I'm not dabbling in too much of conspiracy. I think that's pretty much established that he was wired up. Oh, for um, sure. But th- that's the one dude. Um. So uh, to to that to that idea of 2020 could have been something great. It is still something great. We're just going to reconcile with the fact that there's there's parts that are not going to be the same, and that's okay. And we still have to see, you know, some titties go off. I did just check right, and the Angels are five and eleven, which. Is where I would have had them too, because I like I get your Rondone guy. I get that you're excited that Joe Adele's up. I don't know where you're at in Joe Adele rookies, or if you've if you've been on that train. Tough Uh, finds. They stink. They stink. They stink. (laughs) Their pitching was awful. It was always going to be awful. They're a a a trout box of cards or a house of cards. Which uh, how many years does he have left down there? Because that would be interesting to see where he would go next.
0: Um, I believe he is 13,
1: get out of there. I believe
0: he, he'll be there until he's 42. Um, no, I, yeah. The holes the Angel- will also still be
1: there as well. So don't worry. <laughs> the,
0: the, the buddy bromance goes on. Yeah, no, the, uh, for me, the angels were just kind of one of those teams where it's like, I guess, yeah, you had the storyline of, Hey, we added these pieces. And then the second half of that statement is, but are you going to be able to put those pieces together? Like it's one well, thing to get like a sweet 3D puzzle of like the Eif- Eiffel Tower. It's another thing to actually do it. Yeah. And I think well, that's kind of like what it more is for them. And that that was one. I was always like, you got rundone. you got one piece. You have nothing
1: else. Like you you, <laughs> don't, you didn't address what actually matters in baseball, and that's
0: pitching. So, yeah, Anthony. Who the Rendon thing too was was very strange to me at least. Where I was like, okay, you got a guy that's good but like it, it is a classic contract year thing with me with him where it's like ah uh, i mean he's not a great defi- not a great fielder you, didn't you just learn this lesson with Albert Pujols and Josh Hamilton i guess you didn't like what's one more try at it whatever oh, but yeah. no i it, it, enough angels talk at the same time because it's just like yeah it, it's i'm still pissed about oh two 2 and they stole the the world series away mm-hmm. from the twins um and, and,
1: uh, on the top of the AL West is an 11 and 4 Oakland team, and I believe the Trash Man Robbie Grossman hit a home run today as well, which is just there's your team team right there, uh, which which is just great. I love they come out of that that sordid affair that is the AL West, just a garbage garbage division, worse um, than the Central.
0: I was going to say, is, uh, is this is this like a perfect like perfect scenario for? uh like oakland athletic baseball in terms of like billy being down of let's get a, a, a season where like statistically it doesn't make sense to follow any trends and then let's just go dominate that season <laughs> i it's it's it still seems like they
1: all of a sudden like matt chapman and i feel like there's three other guys that are total studs on that team that nobody gives any time of day for. Oh yeah. Like they, 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 who do they have at short? Is it Simeon, who's a monster? Yeah. And don't, isn't their center fielder also just a beast? And then a pitching. They're stocked. They're absolutely stocked yet again. Um, so that that's. I know the uh, wonderful Lavelle e. Neal of the Star Tribune picked them as his like dark horse team for the year, which just they, they, Lavelle showing off yeah, his chops. Yeah.
0: They did. They did yeah. make the playoffs last year. So it's not like they were a hundred percent scrubs. At the same time, though, I still
1: right? feel Robbie Grossman on an everyday basis somewhere on that team, like he plays somewhere almost
0: every day. Hey, he, uh, he, stand by. He got a raw deal with us. I. It was just one of those things where, hey, we got we got Kepler. Uh, you do the same stuff. Um, sorry, man. <laughs> and Mad
1: Max hits uh, two home runs in the first game
0: of each season, guaranteed contractually. Is that, is that so, the? Uh, is I say before? Yeah, right jumping in with the Max Kepler thing. Is that the highest point of the twin season for for Twins fans? Is that second home run of the year with Max Kepler? Barring – okay, if we win a World Series, obviously that's huge. Or hit like a walk-off to send the Yankees home. Um, Outside of that, I think that was the highest every Twins fan felt of, wow, Kepler went yard for the second time. Uh, And that was in game one. And now he's batting like 240. it's, it's always nice to be able to, it'd be great to
1: have like a callback to the beginning of the season when you've been successful at the end of the season to be like, man, this season, I knew it was going to be great ever since Max hit those two bombs. For me, I was just, I, so far, my high point has been watching Rogers dominate in the ninth and just be like, oh forget it this guy is untouchable <laughs> uh except for that one time against pittsburgh damn it yeah, yeah. I, I wanted to make some space right any other 2020 baseball thoughts like judge has hit what eight home runs nine home runs something ungodly um anything else you want to call out aside from and i, I would just like to make a space for cleveland pitching specifically beaver and i want to use that pitching to transfer into uh, a 2021 question, but anything else you got 2020 wise that you want to
0: get out there? Yeah. I, two, two quick notes. One Yankee related since you brought judge up of God damn it. New York did it again. Um, found another guy like and Grant, everyone kind of felt that in 2017 as we're here. And then you kind of had the injuries and you kind of start wondering maybe a six, seven, 285 pound defensive end can't play baseball. Uh, no, he can. And he can do it really well. Um, <laughs> That Yankees lineup is disgusting, and the fact that they can't figure out the bottom half of it because the guys are too good and probably need everyday playing, but they have too many other guys that fit that same exact description is really worrisome when, like, you can finally let Gary Sanchez just go be a piece of shit in your, like, 8-7 hole and not have to worry about him. And then all of a sudden he'll show up, you know, whatever. Yeah, you know he will. um,
1: Do you want the the Yankees in the playoffs as a twins fan i
0: do i want the yankees every year i do because the one the one time we do beat them like because it'll happen yep. eventually right it has to it's sports yep. it's one of those weird things at work um it'll feel so good it'll feel like our yep. Boston in 04 um and then you hope that you just it'll kinda feel have, like our win against the badgers oh my god the year we got back yeah the axe which hey yep. uh side side tangent on that i had a uh I had two classmates that played on that team that year and both of them gave me some very poor insider trading info on betting that game. And <laughs> we're very concerned that they're going to have to possibly ride a bus to that game and not fly a plane because good old uh, PJ Fleck fucked up the uh, budget for transportation on the year and they didn't have money Oops. for the plane. Um, Oops. You know, luckily a booster came through and got to ride uh first class with coach Fleck for an hour and a half. So it worked out, but <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah no the last last major general baseball thing I kind of wanted to point out was uh Cincinnati Reds pitching which I think you're going to roll it into Ooh. Cleveland pitching which is kind of related mm-hmm. just with Trevor Bauer jumping over uh teams yep. and uh which also now realizing that Cincinnati and Cleveland are both in the state of Ohio and his whole video of getting traded uh that he made last year and dramatized that is not that big of a deal when you get traded within the same state so um he acted like he got traded to like Mexico um yeah no the pitching for the for the the Cincinnati Reds specifically where they've got four guys that three specifically, and then a fourth that you feel good about, but three guys that just have nasty stuff and they're pitching really well. And it's one of those things where for whatever reason, I know they're not great. They're seven and nine. They're probably going to at best make a wild card spot or maybe one of the two seeds. But um, it, it's one of those things where as a twins fan, who's constantly complained about our level of starting pitching, it does give me some comfort that knowing that a team that goes the other way invests only in elite starting pitching <laughs> and hangs on to just old-ass Canadian Joey Votto too long can't figure it out either. So it makes me feel better that maybe we were doing the right thing and paying attention to the the offensive side instead of defense. Anyways. So you're Bauer, great. You yep. you putting uh,
1: any as of- your fourth there? I think so. Who's the fourth arm you're seeing in, in Cincy?
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: I can never pronounce this. And Bauer yeah. is. Uh, so just running it quick there Bauer and Gray have been very good. Uh,
0: two two names, has by the way. 32Ks. Yeah. Two, two names, by the way, that in the last two seasons alone were both twins uh, trade deadline rumors. So that's another good Yes.
1: I, okay, this is exactly where I want to be going with this. Bauer and Sonny Gray are are, are, are really solid. And let's, let's pull up that, that Cleveland staff for a second here. Um,
0: (laughs) Which is just, Gene Beaver. It's gross. Uh, The Cleveland staff is absolutely filthy. Kind of like this game that's going on right now. Just, just.
1: Yeah. And that's a, that's a White Sox. uh,
0: Yeah, it's raining pretty good. It's raining pretty good in, uh, in Chicago, but also raining pretty good in St. Paul now. So. That makes sense. Ooh. Um, the, the I love this
1: idea of like we, we continually – I think I, I've been pretty vocal about like pitching is going to win you the titles. Like look at last year. Look at who's towing the rubber. And look at the Yankees like recognizing that and locking in Cole. It, it helps to have guys that match the absolute cover off the ball, one through 14 if you're the Yankees, and the Twins at least one through eight when Avila's in the lineup, and one through nine, when Garber's in the lineup. Um, there are some clubs that, like you said, go that other way. And I really liked the Reds going into like a full season, being like, man, that that's – and I, I like some other pieces they had going on. Clearly, they're still a middling club. So, Rye, if you're the Reds, if you are Cleveland, some of these arms available 2020, or are you hanging on to everything – and Minnesota Twins come deadline, are you willing to move pieces to get some of these strong arms? Now Cincinnati might be like twenty twenties written off. This is not, we're not moving Bauer, but I think he might be a free agent.
0: He is. Uh yeah, coming uh, up, you know, he'll be one, yeah. Do the other pieces that they
1: have, like a sunny gray, he also might be looming sooner than later, just because he's he's not a spring chicken whatsoever. But I'm looking around and I'm the, I'm sitting here and the question I'm kind of, I want to ask in a roundabout way is 2020 twins. Are you going for a big arm or are you just playing the hand that you have? I think they play the hand they have 2020, 2021. You need another two arms in this rotation. So who's it going to be? Where are they? Can they?
0: Yeah, no, I, I think going back to, we talked about this a little bit ago of what do we do here? In terms of same kind of deal of this season's weird, we're probably in the playoffs just because of what is going on. As right, but can we do something where twenty twenty one it sets us up? And yeah, I don't think it's probably realistic to assume that. Sunny Sunny Gray just looked it up. He's a he's tied to whoever team has in the Reds through twenty twenty two with, I believe, a team option or club option in 2023 that they definitely pick up because it averages at like $10 million a season, which would be awesome. It's a great Twins price, which means he's more expensive, though, because he's cheaper and he's affordable. Bauer is a true free agent after this year. He's a guy that is showing that he has Cy Young stuff. He has top-of-the-rotation stuff. Uh, he's touched 98 a couple times this year. Um, he's a guy that hates playing against the Twins, so maybe that's something where you could be like, hey, do you want to play for the Twins then? Um that's always something. We I guarantee I do really you do not have to play Max Kepler. Exactly. All. You get it. You get a talk <laughs> you to talk with him. him.
1: Yeah. I, I uh, just, I just pulled up the leaders for strikeouts this year. It's Bieber, Bauer, Gray, Cole, Castillo, uh, angels, Dylan Bundy. And then your guy, Lance Lynn, who apparently is hey, the second coming of Cy
0: Young. One, one start life. with the twins two years ago, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, was, he had a full season. I thought we traded for him and then traded him. We can we
1: can find the answer to that, but it's, uh, true. it's I mean, true. But there's there's that like the top half of the Cincy rotation is there in the strikeout leaders as well as some other metrics. But so if 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 Sonny's not available, if you know, Bauer might be available, is he the guy? And it's just just wondering if you think like there's some pieces we've talked about this at length elsewise, but Laranch, uh, Larnack, excuse me, um, whether or not you want to sit on Lewis or or. Other options here. Do you start moving them here or do you do that off season 2021? Look for a one-year deal and just be like Bauer, come in. We'll pay you twenty-five. Would you take that? Probably not. Uh just for one season. And we nobody knows what twenty twenty-two is gonna be. So can we get some arms here to support barrios and maeda And uh, of course we're gonna lock up Dobnak because he's our best pitcher. So we got three arms in the in the on the team
0: right now for 2021. Yeah. No, I think when I look at it, it's, it's going to be one of two things are going to happen. I think you're going to see either a lot of guys kind of like in the Bauer situation where he's going to take a long-term deal to make sure he can get 90% of what he was going to make this offseason if no pandemic. So that might be a thing where you can call up Cleveland or sorry Cincinnati and be, Hey, we're still going to give you a top, top, you know, prospect. Not two of them. One, and then maybe some other pieces. And then we need a 48-hour a window where no one talks about this, and we work out a five-year, 120 million. What I don't know what it is going to be for him. Maybe six or six years, 120 deal with Bauer or something like that. The other thing you're going to maybe see is Bauer. If he doesn't get traded, you're going to see some small market teams. I could see like an Oakland or a Tampa. Uh, you know, maybe someone like. Uh, Baltimore who knows, Hey, we're not real serious about these guys, but you know what we can do is no, we're going to dump this guy at this at the deadline. So let's give him 120% of a one year contract. So everyone's offering you, you know, 22 a year, but you got to sign five years. We'll give you 28 a year for one year knowing we're only going to pay you 14 of it. Cause we're going to trade you at the deadline. If th-
1: things go sideways. Yep.
0: Yeah. And even if it doesn't like, then we, we get a prospect back. You get to make as much money as you want. Plus you get to go to a contender or a big club afterwards. So yeah. I think it's going to be one of those things for a guy like Bauer, he's going to have options. It just comes down to like a Mookie situation where can we, can teams be able to go in there and say, let's just get a deal done now. That's still great for both of us, but it you know eases both parties' minds going into an off season where we have no idea one what money looks like and two whether or not twenty twenty two is going to be a season that's played. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I, I I just think this is this is one that we can keep coming back to and circle back to here and like let's say like a week or two and be like, well, where the twins at right now? Uh, is there a hunt for pitching this season? Which again, I don't think it's 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 the wise thing to do, and this is definitely an organization that prides itself in doing. Um, decent business but what that mean for that rotation 2021 because again today it's just kind of barrios isn't going to be able to do it he he clearly it's it's like when you match him up against i know beaver is the best pitcher in baseball statistically and maybe anecdotally right now but he just doesn't match up he's not a number one and if you're going to be in that you know carry either elements of this lineup going forward or put in some young stuff to pick up from when we have to unfortunately say so goodbye to whoever um are they willing to take like that next step of sure you got made but do you get a number one arm i guess that's that's what i'm just because there's nobody coming to the rescue
0: no here there isn't
1: and grad wasn't coming to the rescue and i think they recognized that so well, how are you going to do that what's it going to take and that's what i'm supremely interested in for you know remote chance this year but even more so next season if you're like we Nelson's back at four one. He's gonna hit twenty bombs compared to forty, but you know, we'll take twenty in a hundred games. Grand. Yeah. yeah. Uh we've got Max, Jorge, Buck, Sano, like everybody's coming back. Eddie's coming back unless he's traded, which I'm okay with. Um uh and then Larnack, Lewis, Kirloff are now like studding in yeah. hard. Yeah. So you just you just need pitching. That's I I I wanna I want us to keep coming back to that because it uh I feel it's it's the big thing that Twins need to address in a full regular season.
0: Yeah, I agree. I th- yeah, and I think that's a good place kind of to, to to wrap up for, for this week where it's, you know, this season's so uncertain with just so many things, but then in kind of like a plus side of that, this season also is going to give you three more playoff teams. So it's this weird thing of normally with yeah. an uncertain season, you're like, I don't know, like maybe we try to find some some spots that we can manipulate and turn into an advantage for us. But this year it's kind of like, All those teams that at the trade deadline get like real conservative and start thinking, oh, our guys will just turn it around even though they haven't shown that they have the ability to do that for the last four years. Um, That might work this year. And then the playoffs format, Mm -hmm. bubble or no bubble, is just weird. Um, The one other thing that the Twins maybe and the Yankees and I guess Oakland at this point, if you get the one seed, I believe you're at home the entire playoffs. And then if you have best record in baseball, I think you just are at home the whole thing. So that might give you a little incentive if you're at whatever the trade deadline is this year to be like, you know what? Yeah, we're probably losing Rosario at the end of the year, but we can throw in a uh, krill off Larnik Royce Lewis can go in the outfield. Jake cave is showing he's serviceable. Do we just get rid of one, maybe two of those three, if it's a Bauer, if it's a sunny gray coming back um, and, and try to wrap up, home field advantage for the entire playoffs, regardless of if you're the home or away team. It, it's something to, to, to kind of consider, I guess. Just everybody loves playing baseball in October and
1: early November in Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh... <laughs>
0: Oh man. So it, we,
1: we, I don't know if we mentioned that September 26th is the start of the 2020
0: MLB postseason. Let's go. <laughs> like post-season baseball in Minnesota is miserable to begin with. I can't imagine if you had to play every single game here. At least there's like one perk of like, Hey, Grand has been the Yankees lately. At least we get to go to like a place that's slightly warmer, like 50 degrees at yep. first pitch, not, you know, um, 36. But, <laughs> but you know, Hey, it's uh, maybe it'll be w- one of those weird advantages that like, we'll just make the most out of it. and I, we won't we'll, we'll we'll fuck it up
1: <laughs> well who was our pitcher who was like i love pitching in the cold was that gibson i feel like it was like a gibby statement yeah the, the guy like that went down in like all Texas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah if you know you know,
0: what uh, we, you okay, know who you so, don't want pitching the cold is gibson and then yeah oh i love it though yeah <laughs> yeah uh
1: so i after like this this thing i've just got like a couple quick hitters for you right yeah. like to to maybe a final statement on so I got three, if you got a couple that, I don't know, that's popped up into your mind. Um, the first two I have are interrelated. Yeah. Uh, are you, who is who is the number one? Who's the, Twins are number one, in the Central.
0: Who's the number two team? Uh, like factually, or who do I think is the second best who team? Who do you think? Who's the second best team? I think it's the White Sox, man. Yep,
1: I'm, yeah. I'm with you 100%. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, my okay. second question is pretty much, are you, are you uh, with me on going in on a, 2020 tops finest franchise uh refractor Luis Robert rookie card. We'll split the oh. costs, we'll go in there because I think he's gonna be the next biggest name in baseball.
0: I'm trying to think of a player comp for him. He's like six three, probably two twenty. And I just keep thinking of like massive like wide receivers in the NFL. That's the only play player comps I have. Like he's like TO playing Stud. baseball. You know, it's kind of he's like the Aaron Judge thing, where it's like he's a defensive end playing right field. Um, somebody somebody had said that like his, you know, he's got like what three home runs
1: this year. Yeah. At the at his age and or his career, he's got three home runs in his career. Then they put up like Acuna and Tatis, and they have like 150 home runs combined, and they're both younger than he is, which is kind of like a good check. But I still think he will be the next big sell cider name for the next five years and he got paid he's gonna be there and he's gonna be good I'm I'm all in on him and I like him which yeah
0: redeems the White Sox a little bit but they still are with a disgusting franchise you know it's you know it, it it's unfortunate that guys like him and uh Jose Abreu and uh good old Magwell Ordonez mm. Paul Canerico mm. good guys but go to the wrong team and yeah, uh, you put on
1: that you put on that particular set of colors yeah. and it's just like you <laughs> you yeah, yeah. uh so th- those are my two and then i just have like one last thing that i yeah. i just want to pin you down on and that is like d- so you do you feel that like they're going to finish the season we're getting you here on the record 8 on the nine, record 2020 at 9:35 p.m. <laughs> central time
0: with all of those put in place i i really do i i think they're going to finish the regular season, for sure. Are, are, is every team going to play all their games? Definitely not. right? There, there's definitely going to be let's ballpark it at 10 teams that are going to have game reductions, but not enough to mess up anything else. And then the playoffs, if they bubble it, I think has a really good chance at, at making it all the way through the World Series. If they don't bubble it, I think it gets dicey. Um, I, I really do, and I think they have to at some point bubble, whether it's 16, 8, 4, I don't know, but... Uh, I guess once you're in the world series, you're pretty much bubbled. So, um, but yeah, I really think they'll get through the regular season. Well,
1: This is a 2021st. I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and just feed off of your positivity and I'm going to, I'm going to take that to the bank. Let's go. That's fair.
0: Um, I don't be in might that wanna, bubble
1: situation in October or November as well.
0: You might want to wait and, uh, like maybe three days to cash that check. Uh, might not clear in time, but you know, Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, uh, you know, you do what you want. I'll, uh, I'll live with the consequences.
1: Excellent. Well, this has been great, right? Uh, yeah. welcome back. Good to see you in person these last couple of months as well, or last couple of weeks, I should say. So yeah, let's, uh, let's, let's, uh, let's, let's monitor this and find another time to talk about a t- team that sweeps the brewers and then, uh, comes back to target field and has put this, uh, doldrums of a three game sweep by the ra- uh, Royals behind us.
0: Right very much i think uh, as long as we're above or at a winning percentage of 625 the next time we talk it's uh it's only positive vibes from there but uh take it yeah exactly so uh yeah we'll come back uh a little unsure probably a couple weeks out we'll give them a couple weeks it be about all-star break at that point so uh maybe we'll we'll talk all-star team hypotheticals at that point but uh, uh until then for uh for dave has been woody it's been a uh, flyover territory uh see you next time <laughs>